we're spilling the good news. Grab your tea with Z. And just as a reminder to anybody who hasn't listened before, I am not an expert. I'm just somebody with a microphone who enjoys spreading good news and making your day just a little bit better. I think this week the theme is more about progress than perfection. And I think we'll probably have some weeks like that. But the good news is that we are making progress. There are good things in store. So let's go ahead and get started. And this one, we're starting with an article from CNN. It says, AI reads text from famously inscrutable ancient scroll for the first time. There are a lot of historians right now who are very excited about the progress we're making here. And it's about um, the scrolls that were recovered after Mount Vesuvius when we went and recovered what we could from the site of that volcano. These are nearly 2,000 years old, and the problem is, is that even though the scrolls were recovered due to damage and age, they would crumble if anyone ever attempted to unroll them. So, surviving pieces with writing were considered nearly illegible to the human eye until recently. There was a public challenge known as the Vesuvius Challenge launched somewhat recently that offered several cash prizes as a competition to accelerate the discoveries made on these scrolls. A University of Nebraska student known as uh, Luke Ferreter, who participated in the contest, found the word purple by using something known as virtual unwrapping. And virtual unwrapping includes uh, an x-ray procedure that is used to scan each scroll and then virtually flatten the scrolls and explore them with advanced AI that has been trained to find the ink on the page. The technology was created by a University of Kentucky computer science professor, Brent Seals, and has been in development for nearly 20 years now. It's taking a lot longer to interpret the scrolls, but so far a first word has been found This is very exciting news and really hopeful that we will be able to finally unwrap some of these scrolls and find out what text contains within. The possibilities for these particular scrolls are pretty much unlimited. We have no idea what they contain. They could be anything from instruction manuals to long-lost plays or even um, more writings by Homer. We just don't know. So we'll see what the future holds here. It's very exciting news. There is a lot of room for progress, and this seems to be just the beginning. The next article is from a website called High North News, and it's titled The End of Norway's Sole Norwegian-Owned Coal Power Plant. So last Thursday, the last coal power plant owned by 
Svalbard energy will was closed and replaced with a diesel power plant. Now, I don't know about how that works or whether, you know, the, the merits of diesel, but it says that they're transitioning to a low emission energy system using diesel. The coal power plant was in service for 40 years. So the city is taking a very big step towards reducing their emissions and moving forward into a greener future. This has been in progress for the past two years. Yeah, starting in 2021 and then ending in 2023. They have finally ended the last coal power plant. And the goal with the diesel power is that it is a temporary solution while they establish new, more sustainable energy solutions. So, looking forward to the future of power in Norway. It's exciting news. We'll see what they have in the future. I'm moving along into animal populations. We're seeing that um, from CBC, uh, cbc.ca specifically, they say that North Atlantic right whale population has steadied. And this is another example of progress, not perfection. And what we're seeing here is that after a decade of a steep decline, the North Atlantic right whales have finally stabilized their population. It is the good news in a long line of bad news for the North American right whale. They, um, we've stopped the decline, and now the next goal is going to be reducing the human-caused injuries to right whales, uh, which includes things like vessels, entanglement with fissures, but we're making some progress. They have, um, in Canada, they are doing things like closing the fisheries when a right whale is spotted. And so hopefully we're going to see more of the North Atlantic right whale making an increase instead of just a pause. And it's just going to take a little bit of human intervention. As we've seen before with some of our population increases, one of the biggest influencing factors is not just groups that advocate for these animals, but also getting involved with lawmakers, talking about policies and procedures and how to manage these things. So it's not the end all be all. We're not at the end game here. They're not really increasing their population yet, but I think that this is the first step where the population has stopped declining, which is very good news. And it's the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. This is the beginning of where human intervention takes place and we start seeing an increase once these policies and procedures are implemented. So it's not perfect, but we're seeing progress and that is promising. And I think there will be good things for the North Atlantic right whale in the future. And the next article is from the Institution of Mechanical Engineers and it's titled New recycling method recovers 98% of lithium from EV batteries. 
The article goes on to state that it can recover 100% of the aluminum and 98% of the lithium used in EV batteries, um, which is also, uh, it's electric vehicle batteries, so we're talking about big car batteries for electric vehicles. And it was developed at Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's not a perfect solution from what I read. Um, from somebody else's opinion, they had shared something like, um, the big issue here is going to be it's not very um, energy efficient. There's a lot of energy required to do this whole process. But the way the way that it works is they use oxalic acid, which is an or, uh, organic acid that can be found in plants such as rhubarb and spinach. They use oxalic acid, which is an organic acid that can be found in plants like rhubarb and spinach. So far, this seems to be the only case that provides the exact right conditions for separating that much lithium using oxalic acid while also removing the aluminum without losing the other metals. So from what I've heard, it's not a perfect solution. It's a very energy intensive one, possibly. I don't know. I would have to do further research on it and I recommend if you're interested, then go ahead and follow up on that. But it seems like this is a good step in the right direction. So we may see further progress in the field of battery recycling. And that is good news. And it's exciting to know that we will be able to potentially reuse more lithium in the future. So, it's a bit of a short episode today, but I wanted to end with something a little lighter. And we're talking about the World Blogging Championship. Uh, the championship took place in Genoa, Italy, but it's apparently a serious competition that also benefits the environment. Uh, Plugging is real, and it involves picking up as much trash as you can while jogging up and down hills. There were more than a hundred competitors from around the globe for this particular championship. Um, at competition levels, the athletes are judged on the ground covered, so how far they ran, the environmental cost of the waste they retrieve. So, for example, a bag of chips would have a low score, but a car battery would have a very, very high score and the altitude at which they uh, recovered the trash. So the name is pretty wild, but I think that that's an interesting idea. Maybe we'll see it implemented more in the future. Maybe you can start a plugging competition in your local area. And as I said before, it's a bit of a short episode, but thank you for joining me for one more episode of Good News Tea.